Welcome to the 279th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on April 9th, 2022. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's sharper than attack, Carlos Rodella. That's what you came up with? That's it. That's the intro. I was under pressure, okay? I needed to produce. I came up with something. You did, and I, I, I prove that it was something. It was a thing. It wasn't dead silence. It was no. a thing that I said, and now we're moving on. Yeah, I am uh, pretty sharp, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, have you seen tax these days? Because they're pretty blunt. I oh. was really disappointed. Went to Home Depot, and I'm like, are these tacks? It just seems like random bits of metal. They're, yep, these are tacks. Not very sharp these days. So well, you definitely are sharper than I'm that. I'm sharper than a blunt tack. Um, that's the name <laughs> of the episode. Sharper than a blunt ta- tack. So see, we got an episode name on it. There right? we go. We're off to a roaring start. All right, folks, you know the deal. It's me. It's Carlos. We're back. Episode 279. Got a full slate of games to talk about. But before we get to those games... As per usual, everyone knows that Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided out of the middle with a strip of duct tape. Carlos, what is on your side for housekeeping this week? Well, my side of the house is split in two parts. Some might say it's severed. Severed? Whatever do you mean? Uh, I tried. I think that's (laughs) a segue, but... Severance is a show I've been watching, and it's fucking incredible. I think I talked about Adam Scott in it. Adam Scott, yeah. Okay. And uh, Ben Stiller actually directing, I believe, and maybe even co-writing. I don't, I'm not sure if he's co-writing, but it's uh, dark, and it's a little bit funny, and it's a lot dark, and it's really about, um, I think I might have mentioned it on the show before, but it's about um, the idea of going to a job. Certain people can go to a job, and they have this uh, chip in their brain. And so when they, when they get to the job, the chip turns on, and they have a whole other life inside the job. And when they leave work, they don't remember anything. Right. So like when they're at home, they don't remember anything about work. When they're at work, they don't remember anything about home. Like completely divided personal and professional, right? Right. But what that does is, and this is the intrigue and the reason why everybody needs to check it out. It's it's so damn good. Is that when the, the, the you or the person that's in the office is just been born, essentially. Like they are different people. They call them innies. And then the people outside are the outies. But like they literally don't know anything about their lives, the people inside. So, so it's like blank slate. They're a blank slate. It's like an AI or something. And so they're trying to figure out why what they're even doing. And some of them try to leave and they can't because the Audi version of them wants to stay at the work. So it's a really twisted and interesting look at just the mind and work habits and work-life balance and it just finished up. It wrapped up. I think it's nine season, nine episodes in the season, and it is one of my favorite finales of a season. Like I've heard, it's great. I've heard it's down. very good. I've heard it's wonderful. And I now that it's complete, or at least season one is complete, uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. Although it, it's like you said, you mentioned uh, dark a couple times. I think um, maybe run away until we're in a little bit of a happier place to watch it because it is it's pretty heavy, right? Yeah, but a. Is there a happier place? Sorry. I mean, yeah, right. good question, right? Be, and, you know, so just watch stuff to watch stuff. And then B, you know, it's about humans trying to figure out what they're about and struggling against 
the darkness. So I think it's actually good to watch it, you know? Okay. Because Fair again, enough. we could just sit there and wallow in our bullshit, which I'm doing actually tonight, and I'm trying not to. Or we could uh, watch other people kind of fight it, you know? Um, yeah. It is, especially the, the this finale is filled with a bit of hope. So, yeah, it's fucking incredible. I can't recommend it enough. Excellent. Yeah, it's definitely on my list for sure. I've heard nothing but nothing but good things. I haven't heard a single person say that they didn't like it. So that's great praise for sure. That's it. That's all on my side of the house. It's just two severed sides of a severance. <clears throat> all right. Well, fair enough. Um, keeping with the TV theme. Just a real quick shout out to Moon Knight, which just started on mm. Disney Plus. Yeah, I watched. This? Yes, I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, there's only two episodes out. I was debating whether or not I should just hold off until the whole thing is out because, god damn it, I hate waiting for a new episode once per week like we did back in the olden days, like in the dark days. I just I don't ever want to go back to that, and I know why they do it. Keeps shows in the conversation longer, keeps it on people's minds longer. I get it. I get why they're doing it. But fuck off, man, because I fucking hate it. And I was really tempted to just wait so I could watch like two, three, four episodes a day if I wanted to. Um, you know, because I'm a big Marvel fan. I know you watch the Marvel stuff, too. We're both kind of we're on the Marvel track here. Yeah. And by um, the way, we're split on that decision, too. Just so I put it out there on the podcast history books. Like, I, yeah. I actually do sometimes like waiting just to kind of like mill about in the the feeling of the episode, you know. But right. that's just I mean, that's true. And that's fair. But for me, now that I've tasted the other side of the, you know, the the binge or the extended watching session, mm-hmm. I, I literally never want to go back. Like, and if I only watch one episode, that's fine. But at least I want I want the option to watch more if I want to, because sometimes, you know, like I'm busy, you're busy, everybody's busy. But like every once in a while, I'll end up on the couch with the wife and I'll be like, holy shit, we got an early evening or, oh, I got all my paperwork done. I can kick back. And that's the night when I'm like, oh, we got extra time. Let's watch like two or three in a row, you know? Right. And it, I don't want to wait like a week, right? So, I mean, you know, whatever. Everybody's life is different. I get it. But anyway, long story short, uh, I I was going to hold off. I didn't because I was really excited. I like Moon Knight as a Marvel character. Um, Oscar Isaac is the lead, which I was surprised by. I didn't do any reading up on it. So when he showed up as a main character, I was like, whoa, that's kind of a get. Oscar Isaac is very popular these days. Great actor. Um, and I watched the first two episodes. And I feel like so far, it's okay. It's all right. It's not terrible. It's not great, but it's only two episodes in, and I'm, I'm going to give it some time to grow. Um, so we'll see what happens. I feel like it could be a little stronger, but also, to be fair, Moon Knight is a pretty complex character. And for yeah. those who don't know, um, the current iteration of Moon Knight is that he... Oh, man, it's hard to even explain. He's like a guy who's got a split personality, and one split personality <clears throat> excuse me, is just like a regular dude. One is kind of like a badass Jack Bauer kind of mercenary and then there's a third factor where there's like the spirit of this ancient egyptian god who gets in the mix so it basically there's like three different people fighting for the same body so that's that's complex it's complicated it's not easy to explain i get it which is why i'm like cool they're taking an episode or two to really really illustrate how this is all working because i guess if you jumped in it too soon people get confused it wouldn't make any sense i get it um and i'm, I'm on track still but uh, i hope it picks up a little bit I feel like it's a little slow right now, or it's it's just not quite popping for me yet, but I'm still in for sure. What did, what did you think of it? Yeah, I think what was interesting is just to see him uh, do the British accent kind of bothered me. I don't know why, because <laughs> I've seen him in so many movies now, you know, and I know his actual uh, accent, just like American accent or whatever. So that bothered me. I don't know why I did, but I did really enjoy the first episode more than the second, because the first one's like, what's going on? The whole time, you know, you're like, what, 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 what? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty and you're kind of doing that again in the second episode. But 
You know, I, I thought it was, yeah, kind of fun. Um, the first one I like better. I like the uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan As the bad guy, yeah. Yeah, is, I really yeah, like yeah. him. And uh, this whole putting glass in his shoes and stuff. He's this ancient person. Uh, he has got a great air about him in that show. But yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Um, I like the first episode better than the second. I'll probably keep watching it. Um, not my favorite thing. It's tough when you've seen just like something like Severance or something where you're like totally all in. You something know? that was amazing. And yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, you know, I watch all the Disney stuff. I And I, I'll give it a couple more episodes. I'm going to watch it all the way through regardless. But like, you know, they've had two whole episodes to do the setup, which honestly is not even as long as it took WandaVision to get going. WandaVision, I felt like well, like the first four episodes was like, oh my God, please get to where you're going. I get it. Let's get to the action. And when it got there, it was really good. Um, so now that they've explained the situation, multiple personalities, Egyptian spirit, like, I feel like all the pieces are in place. I feel like everybody gets it now. I'm hoping that episode three, they're going to kick it up one notch and just kind of get things rolling. But regardless, I'll watch it all the way through. We'll see. I will update in the future as we see more episodes. So real quick on the show front before we leave yeah. the yeah. housekeeping, um, if you want to binge something that's like severance, I mean, you should binge watch severance too, yeah. but um, is on Netflix is Maniac. Did you ever see that? No, I, I think it's on my list. I have a whole, I keep a long list of shows to watch. I think it's definitely on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Bump it up there because it is that same kind of like dark mystery. It's got a little sci-fi in it, which by the way, Severance has sci-fi in it too because, you know, chips in your head and stuff. So Maniac's very good. Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Is that right? Emma Stone. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Um, I always get the Emmas mixed up. Yeah, so that's a really fucking good show, and I think people have slept on it. But um, it also makes you like guess what's going on a lot of the time. So, anyways, All Maniac, right. that is on my list. I will definitely get to it at some point. Um, one last thing for housekeeping before we get to the show. Um, just a quick follow up. A couple weeks ago, or maybe it was even last week, I talked briefly about Fortnite and how there was a new no building mode at the time. They introduced it as part of the storyline where they were like, oh, bad guys came and they stole our building and now players got to get it back. And I, I thought it was going to be like a limited time event because, uh, oh, well, you know, because that's how they positioned it. But I was really excited by that because I like Fortnite. I mean, it's not my favorite game in the world, but I play I play a fair amount uh, with my son, especially. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just hate the building. I just don't like the building. I, it doesn't make sense in my head. I don't like the way it feels. I don't have a keyboard, so I can't do it super fast. Um, I've just never, ever really enjoyed the building. And I've gotten pretty good at playing just, you know, dodging, using natural cover, shooting, just as you would in a normal uh, Battle Royale. And it turns out, as far as I can tell, that's going to be a new permit mode. They're got, they, there is now the building mode, and now there is a no building mode. And you can choose it when you start a game. So I'm like, mm. okay, excellent. I love having options. Fortnite's got a billion players. I know for a fact there's tons of other people out there just like me who enjoy everything about the game except the fucking building. And they must have gotten that message loud and clear because I think it's it's really fun. They've added some parkour moves and some dashing and jumping that wasn't there before. So you've got more mobility to kind of make up for the lack of building. And the end games, I think, especially are wonderful because I don't know how much time you spent with Fortnite. But most of the time when you get to the end game of Fortnite, like you're talking like the final 10 people, final five people, there's always one jerk off who's like, I'm the building master and he builds like this giant fucking tower and he's like yeah. editing the tower and going back and forth and he locks you behind a ramp and then he circles around the back and shoots you with a shotgun. It's fucking annoying. I just fucking hate it. It just really has always bothered me. Um, and so I feel like having end games where we're all just like really shooting and being tactical and using cover and just running around. I think to me, 
I love it. I think it's great. That's going to be my go-to mode from now on. And I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it stays a permanent mode. It seems like it's going to be a permanent mode. It looks like a permanent mode. So I would say everybody listening, I know Elena was listening and a couple other people were listening and they were excited, but then not excited when it seemed like it was temporary. I would say check it out now because it seems like it's a permanent mode. If you've been looking at Fortnite and have stayed away because of the building, don't blame you. But now I think is the perfect time to jump in and check it out. So it's like PUBG now. <laughs> it's like, like PUBG, except getting... for more cartoony third person and, right. and like lighter, not as annoying, I think. Well, also, uh, I, I'm with you on the building thing. I mean, I'm definitely not a Fortnite player, but I did play it. Um, and every time I played it, yeah, someone like built a fort on top of my dead body like in two seconds. Yeah. They're like, just... oh, you're dead. And I'm going to like, you know, dance on this fourth floor, you know, disco ball area where we're partying yeah. because you're already dead. I'm like, oh, well, I can't build that fast because I'm not, you know, that's not what I do. So I don't like that at all. So that's a good yeah. option. For yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm really excited. Um, it sucks now because my son likes building and I hate building. And so now we have to like, okay, I'll play one of yours if you play one of mine. And we got to like take turns now. But I'll take it, man. I'll take it. I'm glad they made the move. I hope it stays permanent. Thumbs up to Fortnite for doing that. So there you go. All right. That's all I've got for housekeeping. And we've got a ton of games to get to. I say let's get right into it, Carlos. What do you say? I said let's not get into it. Oh shit! Show's over, folks. Thank I know. You for listening. I've, I've always had that option. Every episode, I've never picked. You do. It. Oh my you goodness! I can just—it's like a choose your own adventure. I can end the episode right now. Put your finger on that page. Go back to the previous page. Make the other choice. Okay, hold on. Um, I say let's get into it. <laughs> that was a great, great sound effect of turning the pages. I love Thanks. that. Dude. That's Thanks. really good. <laughs> All right, we made the other choice. We're going to continue the adventure. Starting off in the main portion of the show with Tunic. Carlos, I'm very excited to hear you talk about this because this was on my radar forever. We played the demo back in the Xbox demo event like two, uh, I was going to say two weeks ago. It was more than two weeks ago. It was, I don't know, six months ago, whatever. I liked it. You liked it. Kind of a top-down Zelda-like. And I was all set to jump into it. But then I started hearing people uh, compare it to Fez. And as soon as I heard that, I deleted it from my hard drive and I ran the other way. Wow. So I want to hear what is your take, Carlos? What do you think of Tunic so far? Yeah, it really is like Fez. Um, so maybe you did the right choice. It feels like that. I guess the only difference between this game and Fez, besides obviously being more like an RPG and you're a fox, um, there's more progression. So basically what it is, you play as a fox. It's a Zelda-like, you know, Link to the Past style uh, graphics. Very great graphics, you know, you know, cartoony nice, uh, whatever, pastel colors, etc. cetera. Um, so it's nice to look at, 3D models, you know, top-down view, and the controls feel good. I mean, there's definitely comparisons to like a Souls game because there are definitely difficult bosses. There are uh, progression where in the beginning you're pretty shit and you're going to die a lot. Um, you do lose things kind of like a Souls game as well, and there's definitely save points. But it feels more forgiving obviously than that game and that style of game. So I wouldn't like be running away from it afraid. You just have to be smart about where you're going. But it feels like Zelda in the, in the old school Zelda in a way. And definitely in the fact that there's an instruction manual that you unlock pages of. So you don't get it in the beginning. I think you knew about this. Uh, yes, I heard something about this. And that was one of the biggest things that turned me off. Of it. It's pretty annoying, but it's also kind of interesting and the fact that you find a page and it's like here's how you you know do your actions your roll your attacks and it's all in um like there's very little english 
in the um, instruction manual pages you find, it's actually just like a made up language. I was just going to say, is it a made up language? Because that's another thing that it's I It's a made up language. Keep running. Yeah. Keep running. Keep okay. running. And then, but it's interesting because the art feels like that book we got, well, you and I got when we had Legend of Zelda, the box copy. Uh, I love that instruction manual. So that's like a nice call to the past, you know? So mm-hmm. I like that because art feels the same and it's like, oh, I'm finding little pages of a book. For some reason, that didn't annoy me. I don't know. I thought it was going to. Uh, then you go along and yeah, you you basically have like a stick in the beginning. Then you finally get a sword. And as you get more stuff, you can go to more places. So it's almost that Metroidvania in a way. There's a ton of bushes that you can't you know cut down. Later on, you find a sword. You can go back, cut down those bushes. Now you have a whole other path to go to. And then the enemies, uh, yeah, some are super easy. Some have like complex patterns like it's a Souls game. So you have to figure them out. And you're basically just going through figuring out what, why you're even here, getting more power-ups that allow you to go to more places, uh, open locked doors, find chests. And yeah, it's kind of like a... I think you can finish it in like seven hours or something, someone said. So I played it maybe three, maybe three hours or something like that. And so I felt like I'd gotten pretty far. You know, I felt like comfortable with enemies... I had a lot of different these there's these little dynamites you can collect. If you mm. throw a dynamite, like just all that whole area that was difficult for you to do like melee, you could just throw a dynamite and blow them all nice. up. Nice. Just like real life. Right. Real life or like Souls games, actually. Um, you know, you can do that kind of stuff in Souls games, uh, not have to fight bosses and stuff. So yeah, I feel like it's okay, but the Fez part is the comparison is true because you know, not the colorful graphics seem similar too. But it is that kind of like just keep going and find out new stuff and keep going and find out new stuff. And to be fair, I think the original Legend of Zelda was very much like that. Um, there was more dungeons, I think, in the Legend of Zelda. Uh, but this one is more like overworld stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I got kind of bored. This is the the end of the story. Is that <laughs> The end of the story got kind of bored. I did. I did. I mean, like it was fun enough. I thought I would die more, and I didn't. It's challenging, but it's fun. And I like that when you find new things, it really changes the whole way you're looking at the map, you know, which is it's yeah. fun to do. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't know if I want to even finish the seven hours. Maybe I will. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're on fire for it. It's not a glowing review, but yeah. I also don't I think mean- it's bad. So I mean, it looks definitely good, but there's just that thing. I mean, that's a personal thing for me, like, I hate the made up language. I hate decoding information in a game. I hate the idea that I need to get on a, a board somewhere and exchange clues with people to figure out what's going on and like the slowly unraveling of the info. Some people love that and that's totally fine. Like if that's your jam, uh, I know a lot of people who do like, if you're a big Fez fan, the Fez fans in my feed love this game. They think it's great. And they're like, Oh my God, this is like my, this is my shit. Yeah. Cool. But for me, I'm like severely allergic to that shit. And I'm like, I just I'm not even going to bother playing it now because I, I already know I hate it. So, well, I think you bring up a good point. That's kind of what I was trying to say when you just like I said, you just keep going and doing stuff. It is a puzzle. Like the whole thing's a puzzle. You know, like what's even my instruction manual? I'm right, trying to figure right. that out. And the worst part, and this is a huge con for anybody, is that I didn't know where the hell I was for a long time. And I finally found a piece of paper that was the map, you know. Um, I'm making it sound like it's a new thing in a video game. And Brad, I found a map. A map. Uh, but it's in, you know it's part of the instruction manual, which is kind of cool. But you can't. You have to like open your inventory to go to it. 
So I hate that for me because I just want to have a quick menu to see where I'm at. Right. So I had to keep going back to that image, and it's like the cartoony image. And I was like, is this where I am? I think it is. And so I don't know. For some reason, that bothered me. I was like, that's just another level of difficult when I'm like already kind of lost over here. So yeah, I don't know. As you can tell, it's it's okay for me. I think, like you said, it's probably great for Fez fans. That is not me, but it sounds like if you are a Fez fan, check it out. It sounds like it might be your jam. And thank you for solidifying my decision to delete yes, it from my hard drive. I did do that. Confirm. Okay, cool. Moving on, uh, I spent some time with A Memoir Blue, which is on Game Pass right now, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I was sent a code from the publisher. Uh, I believe it is Annapurna Interactive, so thank mm-hmm. you, Annapurna. Uh, but it is also on Game Pass as well, so if you want to check this out, uh, go for it. This is a absolute Annapurna title. They've got a, a very distinct style where it's like artistic, a little bit left of center, you know, something different. Um, their games don't always work for me, but I love what they do. I'm a big, big fan of Annapurna. I mean, every time they take a swing at something, I think it's really interesting to check out. And that's that's no different here. I feel like this is exactly up their alley and and it fits what I expect from them, which is ultimately a really good thing. Um, basically, this is a indie game. I believe this is uh, from a brand new studio. I think it's called Cloisters, and I believe this is their first game ever. Uh, and a pretty good showing for a very first game. It's an indie title that is not, I don't want to be like that guy, but like, it's not really a game. It's like an interactive kind of artistic experience where you do make stuff happen by moving the sticks and pushing buttons. So you do stuff, it's interactive, but it's not like you're like playing a game. And I know, I'm sure some people are pulling her out. What's a game? Don't draw that. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to give you guys listening a sense of it's more of like the artistic experience and it's cool. Like, it's 100%. That's not a criticism at all. I think it's great for what it is. But just just know that, that you're not going to be controlling a character through 3D space, no jumping, no guns or anything. It's just, it's about this woman who, I, I, I want to say she's like a swimming champion, maybe. There's no there's no dialogue here. It's all um, storytelling by images, pictures, music, um, gestures of the characters. Like you're oh, just so supposed no to kind text of, at all. No text at all. Okay. No, no speaking. So I believe that she is a, a swimming champion and she is going to, I, want, I feel like she's going to visit her parents, probably her mother, and she gets on a train and along the way, there's all these really surreal images. Like she's in her apartment and she's looking at a picture book and inside the apartment, it totally like, it's like a downpour of rain and it doesn't bother her because it's just like weird fantasy mood stuff, right? Like obviously she's feeling sad. Rain comes down. There's like some blue in the background. You're getting the sense of like what's going on. And then like the apartment like, you know, fills up with water. And then all of a sudden she's like swimming, but she's not, she doesn't need to breathe. I mean, she's not drowning. It's not like a survival game. It's just like all of a sudden you're in this fantasy environment where you're swimming around. There's fish and you talk to, you know, you look at the fish, touch the fish. And um, you just kind of go like through these images, scenes. Um, one thing transitions into another. Like it's all very like tasteful and artistic and, I mean, pretty cool to look at. If you just watch like a video of somebody like let's playing this or something, I think it would be pretty cool to watch. Just kind of just going through it. Um, most of the control is just by moving a little cursor around the screen and you just kind of like hit whatever looks like it's active to you. Like if you are looking at a window, you move your cursor to the window, click the window, window opens, she swims out of the window, or you're looking at a jellyfish and you move your cursor to the jellyfish and you click on it and then it like does a circle and sings to you or like, you know, so you're just kind of like 
hitting active objects in the environment and, you know, trying to trigger something to move uh, the story forward. I think it's very cool looking. Um, I love some of the, some of the transitions are really neat, like going from her apartment to underwater to swimming to like back to the train. And it's all, it's all pretty cool. Um, but I will say that the story just didn't grab me. Like I just didn't really feel motivated to push forward and find out what was going on. Um, it's pretty clear from the off that, you know, she's a product of a divorce and she's sad about it. I get it. And that's a, you know, that's the story a lot of people are going to connect with. That's cool. But it just didn't grab me. And after, you know, after an hour of clicking stuff and watching the transitions and watching her be underwater, I'm like, okay, cool. This is neat. But I didn't finish it. And apparently it's a pretty short game, probably two, three hours or something like that. But Mm. I just didn't want to see it through so i guess i mean maybe that sounds more negative than i mean it but i just wasn't in the mood for something like this but i think that it's pretty neat it looks great a great first effort from this new studio so if you want something that's kind of a palate cleanser something short it's on game pass check it out i mean you're not going to lose nothing yeah i heard the same thing when i was looking at some reviews for it it was like um you know without text sometimes games can work that way because they're just interactive experiences but if it doesn't resonate with you and then that's all it is uh you know it's going to be kind of I guess boring or could be. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it does remind me though, like that just whole concept of waking life. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. It's, it's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. Just you explaining it made me think of that, which by the way is a great movie yeah. about lucid dreaming and stuff too. But yeah, I think that's like, it's a, just a place and a time for it. You know, those yeah. kind of experiences. Sometimes I want them. Sometimes some, you know, sometimes you want them, but sometimes you don't. And yeah, um, yeah. I think you got to kind of be in the mood and again, not to be that guy, but like, honestly, I feel like if there was like a voiceover with like a really good voice actor, I think that would have been enough to pull me through it. But I just, I just didn't connect. So if you're in the mood for this, check it out. I happen to not be in the mood. So apologies to the developer. But I mean, I think what they did was great. I just, it just wasn't hitting for me at that particular moment. So yeah. And also it reminded me of still stand in a way. Remember still stand. I have that on my switch. It's oh, like the third, it. it's like the third icon down. I got so to get to it. But that has more dialogue, obviously, but there it is kind of like you're just going through scenes and stuff, but I do like that kind of. All game. right. We'll get back to that. So, okay. So that is a memoir blue from Annapurna and Cloisters. Uh, Carlos, back to you for a game called 35 millimeter. I don't know anything about it, except that it is greater than 30 and less than 40. So tell Ugh. us about. <laughs> see yourself out. See yourself out. Yes. Wait, can I go back in pages and say yes. no again to our choose your own adventure? 35 millimeter. I don't know a thing about it, dude. What is it all about? Well, uh, it's a um, uh, measurement. Uh, no, no. Okay, so oh, no, no, oh, I, no. I, I was not gonna. I can't. I don't have the energy right now. But 2016, this game came out. Just so we all are. Oh, okay. On I didn't the same realize page. that. I thought this was a brand new thing. This is an older game. I've actually looked at it because I believe the developer did another game that I have played. Maybe you can look up the developer and see their other games real quick for me. Sure. Um, they definitely have worked worked on other stuff that's kind of walking simulator slash, you know, atmospheric kind of games. And I know I played one of them, and you'll tell me in a minute. Uh, this is another one of those, but this reason I'm playing it is because I believe we got a code for this. This is on the console now. Uh, yes. So they up-res the graphics a bit, I think, and did some quality of life stuff. And so now it's on the console. So I was playing it on PlayStation. Um, but seventh Sector. Seventh, seventh Sector is what Sector? you played. This is a, like a basically a really, really small game studio from Russia. Yes, we both played Seventh Sector. I absolutely did not like it i think you liked it more than i did did it's like they a do but they didn't do the quiet place the other one they, was it called the quiet place is that the only no. game they've done 35 millimeter seventh sector and the light 
That's it. Oh, The Light. That's what I played. That's what you're playing. Okay. So The Light is similar because The Light was a game that I was hoping that I'd like, which is, uh, yeah, kind of walking around a town and figuring stuff out, which I liked. Uh, what's the the sad one with all the ghost images? Um, oh. Um, um, Dear Esther. Dear Esther, yes. Yeah. So I can like those games. And again, like you said, you just got to be in the mood for it. So it's actually a good transition. This is another game you've got to be in the mood for. And here's the mood. Okay. Prepare yourself. Post-apocalyptic Russia, not good timing, and there was a virus. Jesus, that's a little on the nose. It's so on the nose that you don't, you you know, I don't know. You don't want to play it because it's like watching the news. Yeah, Yeah, you're like watching Twitter right there. So it's pretty rough, but it is also interesting because you can lose yourself. It's obviously a different type of world. It's not our world exactly. But what the game is, is you and another person are kind of going on a journey across uh, Russia together. So you start off, and yeah, it's first person. You have your, your buddy there, and you can do basic limited stuff, like you have a flashlight, you have a knife, uh, all the kind of survival stuff you would have. But it's pretty slow. You know, it's not like 60 frames per second. So it's a 30 probably, and, you know, it's a slow game. Uh, but it's all about an atmospheric storytelling journey. And similar to the game you just mentioned, it's actually like very light on the actual doing of stuff and more about walking. And get this, and I and I got through this, the first 15 minutes of the game is just walking. Like Wow, you, that's a bold statement. It is a bold statement. It's like trying to set a mood, which is like the very beginning, you can get some resources, get some food, and then you go off on the trail with your buddy, who walks slow, by the way. I'm all running around everywhere, and he's like, I'll get there. Uh, and you just walk, you know? And it wants you to feel like, the weight of the situation, you know, where you are and stuff. Sure. But then later on, there's light gun stuff. There's light knife stuff. There's some fighting. And it's all very, I won't say clunky, but it's just basic, right? It's nothing. Yeah. It's not their bread and butter. But they're not trying to do that. They just have it to kind of help tell the story. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a bounce at some point because it's dark. And, again, I'm not in that good headspace for that right now. So... I might come back to this because I do think that they're doing a pretty good job of storytelling. Um, and this probably, in my opinion, is is better than Light, their first game or whatever. But, but just too real, man. Too, it's too, too immediate. rough. Yeah. 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 So, but again, that's kind of kudos to them that they set up that landscape. Uh, very muted, muted colors, you know, and just feels pretty dark. Um, I, I heard one reviewer say it's kind of like a, a history book in a way, you know. So instead of reading a history book, kids in the future will just like play these games. Play through the history book. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So that's what history. it is. It's an interactive kind of sad history. Some of it's really on the nose for right now. Okay. All right. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll come back to it when we're having some better days. Again, who knows when that will be. But yeah, I get you about maybe not wanting to to do that stuff that's right on the nose. In fact, I mean, kind of a slight divergence here. But as the wife and I were looking for something new to watch the other night, we we went through our list and actually ironically like three or four things on our list were about like oh a virus hits and we're like nah, and nah. Like, oh oh a virus ah no 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 next one oh post-apocalyptic but there was a virus like no yeah. so a lot of that going on i feel like it's just a yeah i get you man i get you i feel you but um again like i said i've i've at least played one of their games before or two of the games actually and uh, i think it's like you know it's probably like their best game to date so there's a thing there's a pro okay all right there's a pro all right cool 
Right on. Um, let's keep it with you for another minute here, Carlos. Uh, Trek to Yomi, which I believe this is we're going to be talking about in a preview sense, I believe. Uh, we were sent a code from the developer for you to take a look at and talk about on the show. Uh, the only thing I know about this is it's kind of like a 2D black and white samurai game. And I mean, I guess you're trekking, walking, I'm guessing, left to right, I suppose. Or maybe maybe right to left. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh, but why don't you tell us all about Trek to Yomi? Before I do that, first off, we first saw it at like an award show, I remember, and I talked about it. Or like Xbox Showcase or something. I remember seeing a brief clip of it a while back. Yeah, yes. and I was excited for it because it, it does that black and white uh, uh, and also like old movie filter, right? The old school movie like yes, yes, uh, yes. film look or whatever. Um, and before I talk about it, wait, preview sense. Can I say what I really think? Or do I have to just give it? I a... mean, just give us the basic. I'm pretty sure this is a preview. I don't think it's out yet. Let me double check real quick. Yeah, just whatever I say, it's going to go out soon. So Hold up, hold up. Don't say anything else yet. Hold on. Okay, it's a game. Phil, Phil, Phil for time. It's a game, and it's in black and white, and there's like a film effect on it. And he's right. There's like samurai stuff. And uh, it's for the Xbox coming out for the Xbox, right? It's on for the yeah, PC as well. It's a PC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like preview, just preview. So don't give a score at the end of it. Just give your general thoughts. Preview okay. sense. General thoughts are it's a lot more than I thought it was, which it, kind of what you just said, what we saw in the trailer, et cetera, is this kind of left to right or right to left because you can turn back both ways. Nice. Yes. High tech. You can turn both ways. It's a button. You hit A and you turn. Man, the things they'll think of these days. I know. Mario Brothers, get out of here. Oh, man, we've come a long way. Left to right. Mario Brothers, get out of here. Anyways. Um, yeah, so the aesthetic is awesome. I mean, it's so cool looking. And they don't like sacrifice graphics because it's in black and white. You know, some games we played that do that. They're like limit the color palette or limit the graphics like very low detail. Yeah, and you're you like know, yeah. they're getting away with a little bit. No, no. It's actually like great looking graphics anyhow. Um Okay. indie style, but still like the faces look good and everything. So it's not like limited, you know, graphics. Um, that said, you know, I only played the beginning and I can't talk a lot about it anyhow, but you start off as a kid and kind of like learning the idea of fighting with swords and stuff. It actually felt like Karate Kid in a way, uh, early Karate Kid one where like, you know, uh, Daniel's kind of like learning like how to be, you know, a fighter, et cetera. Right, right, right. And I won't tell too much about the story, but it's definitely like a fun kind of coming of age intro. So I haven't got past that. Right. So this really is a preview. But I did get to kind of taste the combat. It's super simple. There's combos. It feels good. Uh, it feels really good, actually. But my favorite part and the part that I was surprised by is there's combat section, which are 2D left and right or right to left if you switch. And you can do rolls, dodge rolls, all that kind of stuff. But at some point, there's just exploration. So it switches to like that. Um, I guess it's open space, right? Like there's no left to right anymore. It's just kind of like three-quarters view map. Oh, you mean like isometric? Like isometric, it's not 2D yes. anymore? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And it's so cool because then you can find collectibles. Then you can have dialogue with characters and PCs and stuff like that. And there's save points. And it just feels like a, a mini open world at that point. And then when you go into like different kind of sections, you can go back to that 2D style. So I really like it a lot for that combo. Uh, that's cool. That's you know, a cool idea. That's a cool idea. Um, and then overall... <clears throat> I just think that, you know, I think they're doing everything right that they wanted to do, which is like create this atmosphere, uh, tell a good story, and 
create this idea of like combat with um, this isometric movement. And so anyways, I'm just surprised by it. So that's my big statement. It's a preview statement. Um, I'm really surprised by it. I, I, I like it more than I thought I was going to because I thought it was just going to be like you said, just a, oh, it's just another kind of left to right, fight a bunch of right, dudes. Right, right, right. Uh, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's like a fully interesting world. Uh, and I'm just I'm really excited to play more of it. Wow. You know, you've actually caught me completely by surprise. I mean, I wasn't doing any reading up on this and the few trailers that I saw, I don't remember ever seeing anything that was isometric. That comes as a shock to me because that suggests to me, you know, much more depth because I don't, I don't know that I'm up for another left to right hack them up. But if it, if it's more of a world and the, the 2d stuff is only for combat or specific encounters, and then you've got like a world to go through. I, I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I'd be down I, for that. And I could say one more thing too. Like when you're in that world and kind of that view of the game, you can do little like mini quests as well. So like if you're doing something for somebody, you might get like an extra skill point or something. There's like skills and all that stuff as well. So like it does feel like you can do a few more things than just that linear path. Because um, I like saved somebody and, you know, got something for it. So yeah, I mean, it's an instant. I mean, I can't give the full. I don't know what I could don't say. Don't give a full conclusion. Just give okay. like your general preview feeling. Yeah, again, my general preview feeling. I've already said it. It's like I'm surprised. And I'm just really excited to play more of it. Cool. That's that my is good excellent. preview. That is an excellent preview because you gave me new information that I had no no idea about. Right. And now I am pumped for this game that I wasn't, you know, 10 minutes ago. So right, right on. Preview accomplished. Preview accomplished. I'll come back and talk about it later when I can fully. Excellent. Okay, cool. That was Trek to Yomi. I believe it's coming to every platform uh, and uh, also PC as well. All right. Let me talk for a minute about terror bane although that's it's not exactly its name it's t-e-r-r-o-r-b-a-n-e terror bane but the way that it's written the error part is in caps and the rest of it is in lowercase so it looks like to error bane it's weird um and this game is super weird uh <laughs> honestly i don't even i mean this is kind of like a your jam carlos i know I i'm looking at the graphics and going like i almost downloaded this at some point yeah, I you know I think this is much more of your jam than it is mine. I I don't know what I was expecting when I played this, and in fact I think it may have been one of those no one else at Game Critics took it, so I took it just for the hell of it, just to talk about it on the show, uh, which does happen sometimes. Which and, by the way, wait a minute, you just said it's a Carlos game, no one else is taking it. Why didn't you send it to me? Well, I didn't know I didn't know until after I played it, and as soon as I played it, I'm like, oh, this is oh, a Carlos it's a Carlos game. game. So I get it. Late. Okay. If I had known beforehand, I definitely would have sent this. To okay. Me. Um, so, okay, I, I don't, I struggle to even explain what this is, but uh, at its, at the core, it is kind of like a 16 bit JRPG where you, you're looking top down, you know, kind of like a Zelda or like a Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy two kind of a view walking around an overworld, talking to people, uh, you get into battles and then it's like a 2d, you know, uh, you on one side enemies on the other side, menu based combat, but like that's. Okay, so just keep that in mind as like the basic, basic framework starting point because this game is so fucking weird. I don't even know what to do with it or how to even explain it because it starts off. I mean, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking, right? There's like a, a developer who's making this game talking to you, the player, and I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be, whether I'm exactly the player, am I a fellow developer, am I a bug tester? I'm not quite sure who I'm supposed to be, but like. This window will pop up and you'll see like a real person typing on their keyboard and like, ah, it's so hard to make a game. This sucks. 
And then it goes back into the game, and then all of a sudden the screen will like glitch out, and the guy will come back, and he'll be like, "Oh wait, I didn't, I forgot to put in this line of code. Hold on a second. And then he like types. You're watching him type, and then the window closes, and then like something changes on the screen. And there's like a lot of that like back and forth, like fourth wall breaking. Like this is a game you're playing, but I'm making the game in real time, and games are really hard, and I hate games, and games are fun, and they kind of like play with your mind a lot, and like things can change like in an instant. Um, there's a lot of like weird mini games that pop up like at one point i was supposed to like hold still and i was mashing a button and i'd never done that before because something was wrong with the way that the sprite was displaying on the screen and then there was like you know you're walking through and then you like glitch through some stuff but then that's what you're supposed to do because the game is glitchy and at some point they're like they kind of list off these objectives as quote unquote finding bugs but i don't i mean i gotta be honest i don't think i really understand it even because it, it wasn't like finding bugs. It was like you were doing tasks or like side quests or something, but the game terminology and how they were displaying that stuff was really odd to me. Um, it didn't quite land. I wasn't quite sure. Um, and just everything about it is really strange. Like just really strange. Like, you know, you'll hit an enemy for like nine, 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 nine damage, but then he's still alive. And then the screen glitches and then you're back in a town and then something happens and then you're watching like an FMV and it's just like, mm. man, if I was high when I played this, I'd be scared out of my mind because it was just like chaos and crazy things happening. It's a great thing that I don't get high because that would have been a bad experience. Very bad trip. It's very unusual, um, very strange, very just off the wall. You never know what's going to happen next. Like literally anything can happen. Um, just really, really bizarre. And I feel like people who like, um, you know, maybe like Earthbound. Or maybe like, um, what's another game? Oh man, there's guess... another game that's just like this too, and I can't think of what it is. It's a first person one, and it's about bugs in a game. I know the one you're talking about. That's not what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Of. What is the? Uh, what's that indie game that everybody really loved? It's about. Oh my god. That okay. That's super vague. Um, Black and Undertale. Game? Undertale. Undertale. Oh yes, yes, yes. It does have that vibe. Yes, it's got a little bit of an Undertale vibe. It's got a little bit of a Earthbound vibe. It's got a lot of fourth wall breaking. It's got a lot of like what's even happening i don't even know what's happening right now what am i doing my button did jump a minute ago now it does something else what's you know this it's just it's brain melting um and i gotta say like full disclosure this was not what i was expecting and not what i wanted to do right before i go to bed at night because that's where i play my switch games i'm like holy shit this is melting my face I, I can't keep going on this. It's going to kill me. I don't know what's happening. Well, I have thoughts because yes. I think the reason I didn't download it is, is the vibe that you're telling me, which is one, when you make a game like this that is like fourth wall breaking and just madness and anything can happen, you really have to establish the character. Right. I think that's really important. Am I, I the gamer? Am I a QA tester? What am I doing? Right. Or am I actually a character in it, which is what I like better, like an RPG, like I'm a character and I'm like you doing all these things. So that's the first thing I kind of noticed from the trailer and the screenshots and stuff. Secondly, I love games about bugs. Like that's I love it. I love finding bugs in games. But um, foreshadowing, we're going to talk about bugs later before the end of the episode. But I think you have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it right because if you if you're like a hero and like anything can happen, but then you can somehow control that. That's cool. You know, like, oh, you can't get through walls, but now you have this thing that, you know, lets you glitch through walls. Right, right, right. Then it, you feel like you're progressing. But if it's just madness, then it gets a little, like, dull, I think. And I, I mean, feel I think like you're I've totally right, dude. I think those are absolutely on, on point um, observations for sure. I agree with everything you just said. And I think that's probably why I was like, okay, I'm thinking I'm a bounce because 
Um, like I said at the beginning, I, I wasn't exactly sure who I was supposed to be. And it doesn't feel like you're Neo in the Matrix, like breaking breaking right. rules and being Superman. It, it definitely feels like I don't know what's happening. I'm not sure what I can do. I'm not sure what I can't do. And something that I did a minute ago, I can't do now. And it's just, it's very strange and back and forth. I mean, I bet I bet some people would really love this game. This game is not for me. Maybe it's for you, but maybe not. Um, but it is wild. Um, I think I played it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half. And at the end of it, I just walked away. Like, I don't even know what the fuck just happened. Like, I just, I just don't even know, man. So yeah, I don't think it's for me, but I think that's, it's for some people. And I like that it was made because I always like people taking chances. Sure. Sure. Um, and again, I just feel like if I don't know who I am, I can't really get down with a long game, especially an RPG ish type game. Yeah. yeah. And I love concepts about bugs and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to pass, but I think there is an audience. There you go. That was Terror Bane. Uh, I played it on the Switch. I believe it's on everything, I think. Okay, Carlos, uh, before we started the show, you said you had a surprise game. And, folks, I have literally no idea what he's bringing to the show here. He did not tell me. He uh, kept it under wraps. Uh, I have no clue. It could be absolutely anything on earth that you jumped uh, jumped into. I've got no clue. You want to give me a clue, maybe? You want to have me yeah, guess, Yeah, I'll give you a clue. Okay. Uh, let's right. see. Um, this has got to be a tricky clue. Hmm. Uh, oh, here's a simple kind of vague clue. I don't think you think I would play this game. Oh man, that's a lot of games though. That's too broad. Give me some. Is else. it uh, okay? That's pretty broad. Um, there's fighting in it. <laughs> uh, is it Stranger of Paradise? No, 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 no. I, I no? kind of might have given up on that game. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a new game. I actually like. Oh, and I bought this game. Here's some more details. I bought this game, and it was on sale. That's not gonna help you. <laughs> and it's for PlayStation. Okay. And it's specifically for PS5. Mm, and I, don't I believe know. it's exclusive. I don't even know. I don't even not the Ratchet and Clank game. Nope. I already played that. Uh it's also a game that you really don't think I would play. Man, fuck, dude. I don't know, dude. I, I'm drawing a hard blank right here. Okay, well, um, should I just tell you or give you one more one more guess? Give me one more guess. Okay. Uh it's um well it's 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 an RPG. Uh, recent RPG. It's an old RPG. Old RPG. It's not recent know. at all. Wow. It's I, I, I very got old. I, very old. I and it's on my know. PlayStation 5. Is it like one of the is it one of the Bethesda games? <laughs> You're not gonna get it. I thought that I'm was not- it. Everybody no. listening got it, I think, when I said that. I'm not going to get it. What is it? It's fucking Demon Souls. What? Get the fuck out of here, dude. You're off the show. You're off the show. Surprised him. I literally can't even can't believe I'm checking my audio equipment. I think there's a glitch. It sounded like you said Demon Souls, and I know that can't be right. So I said I said Demon Souls. Yeah, I did say that. Wow. Wow. So wow. I'll, I'll give you the reasons. Also, wow. Okay, I'll give you the reasons. First off, I beat Elden Ring, which we will yes. talk about. At oh, the you did? End okay, of the we show. didn't talk about that. Okay. At the end of the show, we'll talk about it. Okay. So, because I did, you know, and I did spend 100 hours, and we've talked about it on this show a lot, love hate relationships still, but I did feel good. I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, I can beat the way that I did it is a different cheesy way, but whatever. We'll talk about that. But congratulations regardless. You Thank rolled you. credits. That's amazing. Roll credits. Job. So then I was like, okay, I kind of want more of that because I get their bullshit thing, which, you know, I'm still going to call bullshit on their like <laughs> mechanics. And it's, I want more of this. Bullshit. I want more of this bullshit because okay. I started like 
you know, like our last episode, get good or whatever. Uh, and again, I don't believe in get good. I think it's bullshit. But it was just an interesting addiction. I was like, well, let's see wow, if I can. I can't believe we're even having these conversations. Okay, well, you're, hold on. Hold you're on. blowing my mind right Here's now. Here's the other reason why. Okay. Uh, and I might not even finish it. So it's just a little dab, you know, a little okay, toe right. in the water. Sure, sure. But the other reason is Demon Souls for the PS5, I've heard, was lauded as one of the most beautiful looking games on PS5. Yeah, I have I've very few games that show the power of that system. Yes. Um, I'm playing Horizon as well. That kind of shows it as well. But so I just started looking at some videos of it, and it looked incredible. Like weirdly. it does look very sharp. I think it looks really good. But I mean, like, and it's Blue Point, but um, and they took some liberties and made some of the you know graphics a little more simpler. But anyways, I just saw some stuff and some facial animations, and they're like, it's way better than Elden Ring. Like it looks leaps and bounds better than Elden Ring. Sure, sure. And that's crazy to me, you know, like because Elden Ring looked pretty damn good. So, okay, so that two, those two things together, and then it was on sale for like $28 or something. Oh, that's a good price, sure. And okay. I was like, okay, and it's a PS5 game, let's do it. So, and here's the third thing. I went to the character creator, and because the graphics are so good, I, I think you saw, maybe saw the screenshot I shared on Twitter, uh, and Evelyn, who we had on the show. Evelyn Rose Hall, hey! Commented on it, that it eerily looks like me, because I was able to get me in the game. It looks like my face. I'm looking at your Twitter profile because that's the screen. That's the screenshot you're talking about, right? Yeah. You put that as your profile. Zoom picture. in on that. And it's like, yeah. it looks like me. I mean, yeah, I'm a little more buff, like you. you know. In real life? No. Okay. Not at all. Because <laughs> In the game. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know that you're really that ripped in real life. But no. okay, I'll, I'll go along with you. Sure. And I'll okay. take some more pictures. Anyway, so all these things came together and I was like, I guess I'm in this game. I guess I'm going for it. Okay. All so right. here's my quick thoughts. Wow. And you played this for a lot, like so long ago, right? I mean, I played this. I played this game when it first came to America. This was before Souls was even a thing. This was when, in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. Literally, nobody knew what this game was. Nobody had heard of FromSoft except for like the hardcore uh people who had been playing like import games or people who were like really niche gamers because like all that was out at that time was armored core and kingsfield and i loved both of those so when this game came i'm like yes let's play this it was ps3 exclusive at the time and so many people thought this was a terrible game didn't know what to do with it had no idea bounced off it i think shuhei yoshida from sony thought it was terrible um but like it it got a foothold and then the very next game dark souls one is when it exploded so yeah well, oh, oh, baby. By the way, here's the other, the fourth reason, uh, and that's interesting that you, yeah, you you played the original um, as soon as it came out. the The fourth reason I did this, and this is a weird reason, but Bloodborne was available as a free game on PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded that just oh, okay. just because I know I'm blowing your mind. Have you even played more. it before? No, I had never played it before. Oh. Because again, don't like the Souls games. Got it. So I tried it for a bit, and believe it or not, I didn't like it. Like straight up, just didn't like it. Be- Which one are we talking about? Demon Souls or, uh, or no Bloodborne? Bloodborne. Okay. Uh, this is the reason I'm playing Demon Souls now. It's because I okay. tried it. The graphics are rough. Like it's hard to go back. It's a it's a hard game to look at. Yeah. Honestly. It's and yeah. then now, especially when you're again get into this next uh, era of graphics, it's just like it's difficult. Like it bothers my eyes, uh, and it's almost like an issue. Uh, so that and then. You know, it was just like, it wasn't my jam. I didn't feel connected. Um, I like the gothic setting usually, but yeah, I bounced on that. So because I bounced on it, I was like, but I didn't get what I wanted. 
I want more soul stuff right now. I'm in okay. that mode. Okay. So that's the four reasons I started it. Here's my quick uh, preview of how I think about it. Okay. One, it's really, you know, it's beautiful. It's like the most fucking beautiful thing. It looks great. Um, yeah. People should play it. If you ever played the original, go play this. It's like how you imagined the game looked, you know? So secondly, besides the graphics, um, I guess the first pro is that I felt like more empowered in this game uh, right off the bat where I didn't feel like I was just eating shit all the time. Mm-hmm. The small enemies are like doable. It's just more of that kind of like, you know, there's very few save points. So yes, it's like very, very few. If you're used to Elden Ring better, right. like, buckle up. And that get was a shock. A yeah. yeah. But once you figure out what they're doing, you're like, you're similar to Elden Ring or, you know, this is Elden Ring similar to this is that you go finding the items, right? Because items don't leave you. Yes. So you go yes, find yes. the rings that you need. You go find the swords or whatever. So I did that. And again, more objects that I needed were in this game than in Elden Ring in the beginning, I think. But so I got the things I felt good about my character. I picked a wanderer, by the way. Okay. Um, doing a kind of a, I want to go for a dex build. Felt really strong. I didn't feel like weak. And all the skills I learned in Elden Ring, which is that, you know, Dodge, blah, blah, dodge. Yeah. Yep. Like I could use, and I felt like really good against most enemies. All that muscle memory just transferred out it right over. It really right? did. It really did. Yeah. It did until, of course, like any Souls game, you get tired, right? And then you start failing. And if you fail, you just got to stop the game for a while because yeah. you're just going to eat shit for a while. So that happened a couple of times. And then uh, I got to, um, yeah, I didn't like that there was no save points and the fog doors don't really do anything. They're just kind of like, they're not even checkpoints. They're just, a direction to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I felt a little corny halfway through where I was like, I don't feel like I'm progressing because until you even get to the, like, uh, later on, you can't even, like, level up, you know? Exactly, yeah. So the other con is that because I was just in this open world, it's very linear, and, which I remember from, like, poking around with it probably in the past. Um, and... You know, you have to do very specific set of things, and you can't get out of those corridors, and you have to keep going back to those corridors. So that repetition is pretty grindy. Yes, it can be for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you know, once you get past like whatever boss and stuff like that, you can get into more open areas. But so yeah, I think I'm liking it. Okay, it's tough to go lose those save points. It's tough to lose the open world, but it looks so beautiful. I'm doing pretty damn good with it. And the only part I just finally got stuck at is like the first boss. But I found on YouTube a cheese. And I was like, oh, I could cheese my very first boss of Demon Souls. I'll probably do that. Um, so I'll probably do that tonight and beat him and take all of his armor. It, by the way, the, the cheese for the first boss is you can knock him down a staircase. And uh, what? that's not the what boss are you talking about? The that's very the first, first boss. Uh, the first boss is a giant blob. Oh, right. Okay, so there's... It's not the first boss. It's a... I guess it's an optional boss? It's There's a it's red like knight. A... There's a red knight, and he's guarding a door. Oh, okay. It's just like one of the black knight dudes. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. No, 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 but after you beat the black knight dude, there's a guy inside <clears throat> there, and if you beat him, he gives you, like, some of the best armor in the game. Are you, like, in, like, the little mausoleum at the very beginning yeah. of the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so he's, like... 
you're i don't know how you're in there so early but like yeah you're not supposed to get there for like l- way later in the these game. are my powers i'm learning from souls games <sighs> oh, jesus so what you do is by the way for listeners is you can get in there and oh yeah you there's a guy who like gives you something and and is like friendly to you but you can kill him and when you kill him even though he's friendly to you you get a key and you can go in that mausoleum door. Oh, so that's how you got in there so fast. Yeah, okay. and then sure. you can like headbutt the guy, uh, the the big boss guy down a staircase, and it takes a while. But if you do it, you get all of his armor, and uh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. You are so funny, dude. Yes. You are so funny that yes. you've gone from like I don't care about Souls games or whatever to now you're like you're like the the cheese strategy like speed running guy how you're getting like late game gear yes. in the first level and like doing all these cheats and stuff <laughs> well here's the thing okay i will say this and this is how i played elden ring as well i do a little cheese and then regular right because i mean i straight up like just grinded in elden ring yeah and i did regular ass shit and fought monsters and i finally went to this guy and beat him you know and my 10 try or something so i do that but then i do some cheese because what does Souls games do to us? They cheese the shit out of us. Our sword hitting walls and the other people's swords not hitting walls? Fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They do enough stuff that I'm like, well, I'm going to fuck you back. I hear you, man. I mean, I, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I feel like as long as you beat the game, whatever, or as long as you play the game, or I mean, who cares? I don't give it a shit. It doesn't matter. How, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But I super don't care. I'm here to surprise you, <clears throat> which I did. And Biggest surprise. Of this entire podcast. Out wow. of all the episodes, out of all the episodes we've done, we're up to like 279, and you've been here for 179 of them. Uh, that is the biggest shock you've ever given me. I, I, oh I felt my, my heart goodness. skip a beat right there for a minute. Wow. Not in a good way. Yes. And I surprised you with Elden Ring, too, remember? But it wasn't as big <laughs> of a surprise. A, no, this was, I, you know, I, open world. I mean, I figured you might give that a shot at some point. But yes, this I never imagined you would get back to. Well, it's, it's funny, too, because... I'll, I'll be curious to see if you stick with it and how it goes because it's a very different game and I'm hearing a lot of people now who got into Elden Ring and really and that was their entry point you know and they're like oh this is cool I, I figured it out I want to get some more of this stuff and they're going back to the older Souls games but it's like man I mean you better get ready because Elden Ring was the culmination of a lot of lessons and a lot of concessions to the player a lot of design changes I mean yeah Elden Ring is no pushover it's not an easy game but when you go back to some of those older games, man, like there's so many things they do to make it easy for you. So many levers you can pull, so many options you've got, so many items you can use or not use or whatever. Summon and, and not summon ashes and this, that, and how many flasks you got. I mean, like if you think if you think Elden Ring is like crazy hard, I'm not saying that it's not crazy hard. But if you go back to some of the older games, you're going to be in for like a rude awakening because it gets way harder than that. Oh, I know. People said that this is the hardest one they made. What, would you say that as well? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it, it really depends. I don't think that Demon Souls is the hardest, but it's it's difficult in other ways, right? Like it's got the fewest number of save points. Um, some of the design was real rough. Some of those bosses don't work too well. Um, you have to grind for like a lot of items, which later on became kind of automatic. So there's there's definitely like rough edges to it. But I mean, I have a soft spot for it because, you know, like I said, I, I played it when it was brand new. And if anybody's curious... Um, I know a lot of people are kind of like getting into souls these days and kind of doing retrospectives and stuff. But if you want to read a review of someone who played demon souls that like when it came out brand new, my review is still at gamecritics.com. That is a brand new review of a brand new game back in the day. So, um, I, you know, it's, it's just interesting because I've heard a lot of people say that 
Elden Ring is the culmination of all of the learning that FromSoft did over the course of the Souls games, which is true, and I absolutely agree with, but that's funny because Demon Souls was the culmination of all the learning they did uh, over the Kingsfield series, mm. which barely anybody has played. So it's like they've taken these giant steps forward, and they've been in the game for like 20, 30 years by now, so they're not new. But, you know, it's just it's it's cool as a longtime fan to see the progression of how their game design has gone how people have come to their games or have bounced off their games. Um, but I love Demon's Souls. It's always going to have a soft spot in my heart. I think it's the best story they've ever told, honestly. I love the story of Demon's Souls. Um, maybe not the best gameplay, but I think it's really cool. I love that it broke open the world for everybody. And uh, Elden Ring... I mean, Demon Souls walked so that Elden Ring can run, right? Exactly. Like, Elden Ring wouldn't be here if not for Demon's Souls. For, so. for one thing, in the show notes, link that article. I'll have to do that. You'll yes. have to do I will forget, that. but I'm going to say that I'm going to do it right Come now. on, don't forget uh, and secondly, I think, yeah, that my only issue so far, and I knew it was going to be, you know, not even the same game at all. And it is before the evolution that is Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, like 13 years, 13 right. years earlier. But that said, um, you know, again, the graphics, unlike the other games, like Souls games, Dark Souls and, and what, three of them? Dark Souls 2 and 3, probably? They yeah. made. The, I don't know what those graphics are like now, but I know that Bloodborne was like unlookable, in my opinion. I, I know people are going to get mad about that, but... It was I mean, just hard to I, see. I agree, dude. I think Bloodborne looks like ass. Like they, for some reason, FromSoft got a real fetish for like fur and rough edge textures in that one particular game. I I have a hard time looking at it, so I'm with you on that. Well, and also just like graphically alone, like where yeah, we're at now, it's just tougher. For sure. For so sure. anyway, so Demon Souls is a good one to come back to. I like it. I'm gonna finish. I think I'm gonna finish it just because again. The the character looks just like me. I, I feel like I'm in that game now. Yeah. Um. And secondly. I've learned the muscle memory from Elden Ring, which is interesting. Um, I also want to just beat it to shock the shit out of you. And lastly, <laughs> the only problem is it is why I bounce off these games back in the day is because that linear approach, it just isn't as fun to me. And also it just becomes like the constraints they put on the worlds. Like I looked, I read about it. Those like different worlds. Oh, sure. And so like, you know, in this one, it's a certain setting. The next one, I have to worry about poison. The next one, I have to worry about this. And so, they just keep throwing things that you need to worry about and you're in like small hallways. So that's not super fun to me, but I also am like, I like the challenge. So, well, if you can get through Elden Ring, you can absolutely beat Demon's Souls. I mean, there's definitely some real solid cheese strategies. Um, there's certain things you can do to make the game a lot easier for you. I mean, magic is really overpowered in Demon's Souls. If you're interested in doing that, I think, I think it's just a really fascinating game. If you take it as, an artifact from 13 years ago that opened the door to souls likes and where we are today. If you view it as that a kind of a learning experience, I think it's a wonderful game to go back to. Um, and even, even if you're coming to it new, it's still, I think a great experience, but better as an artifact, especially um, for people who like Elden Rings. Right. And we've talked about it enough, but here's one thing to that point. Speaking of artifact, because blue point, I think did an incredible job. Yeah. This did. thing's 60 frames per second. This thing is butter smooth and it looks good. So just imagine that like, yeah, I think it's totally doable to come back from Elden Ring to this because Elden Ring's frame rate d dipped. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for straight sure. up a lot. And this hasn't touched it. You know, obviously it's an old game. They're processing less stuff on screen, but it's just beautiful. Like it, it, that perfect thing that you've always told me or souls people say. If if I mess up, it's my fault. You know? Yeah, that's a hundred percent this one because it's like pixel perfect um, dodge rolling and stuff like that. So. Anyways, I like stuff. it, and I'm going to cheese the shit out of that boss and get the endgame armor now. Do it. 
do it and roll on. All right, we're going to come back to soul stuff in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to give a quick uh, few words on Princess Farmer, which I am playing now on Xbox. This is an indie game. Uh, it's not a Game Pass. I think it's just a regular straight-up purchase on Xbox. It is a 2D, uh, really pixely indie game where the core of it is doing... I mean, it's like a it's like a 2D puzzle. I, I know everything like is like, is it like Tetris? Yes, everything is like Tetris. And it's kind of like Tetris, but not really. Um, the premise is that you are this character... And in order to do the puzzles, you look at a board and it looks kind of like, a, you know, like a I don't know, 12 by 5 puzzle board or something like that. In order to make matches, you want to make match three, match four, diagonal matches, horizontal matches like you're matching. Everybody knows what a matching game is. Um, but in order to do this, you need to move things up and down. And how this works is the premise is that you're looking at a field or you're, you're looking at a, a a side view of the ground where vegetables are planted. So like in the first column, it'll be like a carrot. And below that, a potato. And below that, an onion. And below that, uh, whatever. Zucchini. Or, I know that doesn't grow in the ground. Whatever. Corn. Who knows? What? Whatever. It doesn't matter. So, like, you'll see these stacks of vegetables, and you want to match them up. So, there's, like, maybe five stacks that are side by side in a grid shape. And you're like, well, there's a carrot over here and a carrot down below. I got to pull I gotta pull this up so that they line up correctly and match them. And how you do that is you pull, you, you harvest whatever vegetables on top, and all the vegetables below move up one space. And so that moves things up. But if you want to move something down... You replant the vegetable, and then it pushes everything down one space, and the vegetable you just had is now in the ground. So you've got to run back and forth, um, uh, pulling up vegetables and putting down vegetables to kind of get everything in the ground to match up to make matches. So does that make sense at all? Am I, am I crazy? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a match game. I mean, <laughs> it sounds matchy to me. It is matchy, but it's weird because you can pick up things and then put them back in rather right. than simply just moving things on the board. So it's a little bit of a spin, I think, is pretty interesting. You can hold up to five vegetables at once. So, for example, there's something at the bottom of the screen that you want to get to, some carrot you need. You can be like, you know, pluck, 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 pluck. And you, you're holding a stack of five vegetables. Then you move to the side, plant, 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 and the whole thing moves down five squares. And you can, like, you know, uh, manipulate the board like that. I think it's a pretty cool idea. I think it works really well. I think that's fun. Um, I think the graphics are very cute. Uh, it's very, like, you know, pastel-y and bright and colorful. Um, all the characters are just like, you know, I don't usually go in for anthropomorphic people, but all the characters are like kind of pleasantly plump and cute. And it's just all very friendly and warm looking. Um, there's a cute little story about this person who gets the power to do this magical farming. Um, it's all just very pleasant, uh, very good. It's, it's been a great palate cleanser for, you know, after I get my ass beat in Elder Ring by some boss and I'm like grumpy. I need to take a little break, so I jump over to Princess Farmer, and then it's like someone's giving me a hug, and I'm just playing this thing. The other cool thing about it, by the way, is that it's not just that puzzling. There's like every time you finish one board, you go to the next board, and then there's like a spin on it. Like sometimes it'll be like match everything but potatoes, or only horizontal matches, or sometimes there'll be rocks, and it's like, oh, you got to break the rocks to make a match. Or there's all sorts of like all these little spins and mini modes. Sometimes you've got a board that's divided in two. Sometimes there's like side by side board. Sometimes there's a top and a bottom board. Um, and in, in addition to that, uh, so it keeps it really fresh. In addition to that, there's also three modes when you start. And it's like one mode is I'm a speed player and I like to play really fast. So you get timed on everything. One mode is I like to think about things. And so I don't want any time whatsoever. So I'm just going to take my take my sweet time when I'm making matches. And one is a balance mode. So, and it's the same story. You get the same rewards, same unlocks. You don't get penalized for choosing any one of those. Or not choosing them. So it gives you like lots of options. Like you can play how you want. And then as you as you start to play, the game gives you tons of options. 
in each board. So you're not just doing the same thing over and over. Like every board you get to, there's some kind of new spin to it. So I think they've done a great job of like keeping it fresh, giving you lots of content. The story is cute. The art is super cute. I love the art. And I think it's, it's just a really excellent package. I really like Princess Farmer quite a bit. It reminds me a little bit when you were saying the match part uh, and how it's kind of different. Um, the game, uh, the company I work for has some merge games. Have you heard of merge games? Is that the name of a company? No, it's a style of game. It's a style of game. No, yeah. I didn't know what a merge so game it's like what you, is. What is a merge game? You, yeah, you like you plant things, or you take things out of, like you get resources, and like other resources come out of those resources, and then you also match them. So it sounds a little bit like what you're talking about, um, but it's like in, in manipulating the resources on the ground and then matching them, which is I don't know. Seems similar. I'll have to look this up. I don't. I have like literally no context uh, for what a merge game is, but I'll look it up. I bring it up also because as I'm playing it, um, as one of the games that are you know that I work at, uh, it's just relaxing. It's relaxing as hell. So I totally get that, especially me playing Demon Souls now. Like jump over to a, a match or merge kind of game. I would love that. Yeah, there you go. So if anybody's wanting a little break from uh, killing dudes in Elden Ring or something like that, Princess Farmer. As I, it just feels like a. It's like a it's like a warm furry scarf on a cold day. Like you just wrap that around. You're like, oh man, this is. They feel like they're glad that I'm here. I'm glad to be here. Like none of this is pissing me off. It's all good. I'm just really enjoying my time with it. I do a couple boards. I'm like, okay, cool. I feel much better now. I feel calm. My blood pressure dropped, and and now I can go move on to do whatever. So I think Princess Farmer is great. I think it's very cute. I like it a lot. Uh, definitely a thumbs up for me. All right. All right. One more game, uh, just to get back into the dark gritty world of souls now you mentioned that you i saw on twitter the other day that you went back to Elden ring and i was very surprised you went back to Elden ring because the last time we talked about this you had like deleted it off your hard drive i did delete you it. were like fuck that game you like poured the gas can lit the match you were walking off into the sunset while the explosion happened in the background yeah and i'm like okay that's cool he bounced i mean no no sweat i mean you put your time in and if it wasn't uh keeping you happy then move on right but like you and then you're like but i came back to Elden ring and i'm like what how, why, what, what? I don't even know what's happening. So what is the story of you coming back to Elden Ring? And you said you finished it, which also surprised me. What's up with that? Yeah, um, I was so mad I did did delete it. And then I brought it back uh, and I re-downloaded it, which took forever, by the way. And I was like, damn it, why did I delete it? <laughs> That's when you know you're a junkie is when you get mad, you delete something, then you like re-download uh, it. I know. Well, back to that kind of addictive kind of gameplay. You know, it's it makes me mad, but I also want to beat it. Like it's that... Yeah, they're doing something right, I think. Um, I still want to call bullshit on some of the stuff they do. But I go back to it because I want to beat it. I want to see this ending. And also, like, you know, maybe if if I feel like I if I beat it, I can oh, feel like I can keep running around the world a little bit, you know? Yes, yes. But if I don't, I don't feel like I'm, like, worthy or something. <laughs> so, anyways, I was thinking about ways to do it. Uh, the Elden, there's spoiler, minor spoiler, minor spoiler for Elden Ring. Right here we go. Minor okay. spoiler. You don't mind either, do you? Is this is this a story spoiler, mechanical spoiler? What kind of spoiler? Just are we about, about the end game bosses. I mean, that's probably fine. Okay, if you don't want to hear about the end game bosses, I don't know anything about it. I don't give. I won't. I won't. It won't even surprise anybody. It's not a big thing. There's two end game bosses. That's all you need okay. to know. So the <clears> second <throat> one is like weirdly hard and a lot of a lot of hit points and everything I was doing was just like, you know, not working. So of course I want a cheese because this game is cheese me. So um, I find a cheese, and this is fucking bonkers. I started messing around with the flying horse. A lot of people know about it. Uh, with the flying horse? I don't know what the flying horse yeah, is. Yeah, so um, the internet is alight with this idea, and it's all over YouTube. But you can do a glitch where you run uh, to certain 
uh, cliffs. And if you jump off the horse, uh, on your horse, you have the horse go toward the cliff. You jump off the horse as soon as the horse goes over the edge. You, uh-huh. you kill a torrent, and then you're fine. And the way you did it just right, um, you can bring him back. But when you bring him back, he's off of the axis of the ground. So he's basically not, he doesn't have to be on the ground anymore. He's kind of in a second plane. So he's just like above the ground? Like, yeah. Can you like fly him like a plane? No, like, you can't how does that fly work? him. So he's above the ground. So what you have to do, and this again, is just like beating a boss. When I tell you what I did, you take that flying horse. It's not really flying. He's above the ground. Any piece of rock that you land on or you touch, if it's higher in the axis than you, he'll he'll go up, right? So it like lifts him up and pl- pushes on him a, up on a higher plane. Yeah, on a higher plane. And then you can actually be on the ground too. It doesn't reset him. So you can be on the ground. And then if you push up against enough rock again, maybe it's a, as a slanted angle, you can keep going up higher until you're like pretty high in the sky. So you do that, and you have to do it just right, okay? Because you can like, oh, by the way, once you're in that 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 state, you can just go through a lot of walls because you, you know, video games don't have a lot of full walls. It's like just illusions. Sure. So you can like go through, you know, so you're like clipping you can through clip stuff through and a just ton kind of, of stuff. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Most of that's not worth anything, you know, like it's just <clears> kind of interesting. But this one's worth it. So what I did is, and this is literally just one video that had this, is I went over to. Like, um, you know, that huge castle at the end where the, you know, final fight takes place. Uh, I haven't got there, but I take your word for it. Okay. And instead of going in the castle, I kind of like, you know, walk in the air outside of it. And you have to double jump this very specific way into a window. When you do, (laughs) hold on, when you do, the whole, basically in video games, um, uh, sometimes they'll put like different kind of states. And in one state of the world, there's the bosses. And and then when you go to a boss room, it loads that state. And, it, you know, if you're not in that state, then there's no bosses there because they haven't loaded them in yet. Right. A lot of the cheese is about bosses loading in. So when you jump in this specific window in the fucking building, it changes to the boss state. But it looks pretty much the same. But you just know that now it's the boss state. It gets weirder. So then you have to run with your horse in the air for like 15 minutes in a direction. What? Yeah. In a single, like you're just holding yeah. the controller. Yeah, yeah. I had to do it in real time. Real oh 15 minutes. Oh my God. You get to this area where you're out in the middle of the ocean, above the ocean, and on your horse. And as you're going, as you hit this certain spot, it's essentially where the bosses are. And so I ran over the spot and I beat the second boss. How? Elgin just by walking spelled. there? Yeah, yeah. Because I went over a trigger where I guess the boss would be. So I got all the stuff from the second boss that I can't beat. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. In the air, nowhere. And then it transports you to the first boss. And he has, like, you have to fight him a little bit, but he dies pretty easily. And then it's over. And then Because he's, like, partially glitched. He's partially glitched already, yeah. But yeah, me floating in the air with my horse torrent, we oh fell the like that whole beast. that whole thing that you described sounds like it's tougher than just beating the boss by fighting him. It was I think insane. it wasn't. It wasn't. That sounds insane. That was kind of my jam. Uh, I really <laughs> liked doing it, and I felt I felt good about it. And then uh, I didn't really. I, here's the other thing. Minor spoiler again. Uh, I know it's the journey, not the destination, but a hundred hours or whatever in that game, the ending's like. A shortcut scene. And yeah, there, well, there's, there's six different endings. I mean, don't spoil it, but like, did you get, I mean, just in general terms, did you get like 
the good ending or like the neutral ending? I got a medium ending? neutral ending and I don't care. Like it's not an ending. Like it, there, I don't know if all Souls games do that, um, but it was like nothing. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay, 100 yeah. hours, I guess nothing. But I, I think honestly, as someone who's played all of the Souls games, uh, I think the only one that had an ending that really made any sense and was satisfying in any way was Demon Souls. Oh, interesting. Uh, that one I felt like had the best ending and it really all came together in a nice way. But ever since then, it's always just like some dumb fucking cutscene where you don't really know what happened and you're not right. sure why you're there and who's this person and then it's over. So. That's good to know because I agree with you. That I already like the story setup in Demon <clears throat> Souls better. It makes more sense. Yeah. It holds together better. Yeah. yeah. It really does. So. so anyways, that's my weird story of beating it. And Wow. I, I, that is a very weird story. I had no idea we were going to say any of that stuff. I know. And I'm still like, you know, pucking away. It's, I didn't delete it because there'll be DLC or whatever. And um, you can still do PvP and stuff. And my character is a dex build now. And I switched it from strength build to dex build and two katana blades and hits things sometimes for 4,000 damage, dude. Like, I hit something the other day for 4,000, and I was like, wow, what is going on with me? I mean, you're doing, like, a whole a whole life bar, that sounds like there. Oh, that's, like, many life, you know, that's, like, one-shotting people. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I feel really good about my experience with the game, even though I did that weird cheese ending. Well, I will say that you have definitely gone on your own very specific Carlos journey, <laughs> and you have you have gone into this game, and you have learned things, you've become a new person, you've, you've made it your own, and you've come out the other side... Uh, richer for it i think yeah isn't that weird what an interesting thing the thing i like hated the most i went through myself into and again played it the way i wanted to play it um and and enjoyed you it de- you definitely did that is absolutely sure uh well that's amazing i'm gonna run upstairs <laughs> after we're done with this uh podcast and tell uh, my wife gina what you did nice yeah tell her please. like oh my god guess what carlos did uh, and I'll fill her in on that because she's playing Elden Ring right now, and I'm I'm still playing it a lot. Just as a quick update for people who care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm about 140 hours in the game. Whoa, longer than me even. 140 hours, and I'm I'm like nowhere near the end. I'm near uh, um, the city that has the big wall around it, like Lane Landell. I think oh, the walled city of Lyndell or whatever. Yeah, Lyndell, yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. I'm just starting that city today, so like I've been I play very slow, very thorough. I try to do is you know all the caves, all the shrines, and try to get all the items and stuff. I try to be real thorough because I'm not gonna do New Game Plus. I'm not gonna ever play this game again. So I figure I'm just gonna do do as much as I can the first time through, and then I'll just be done with it for uh, forever. I'm not gonna come back to it. Um, so I uh, you know I, I've I've talked to a lot of people who have beat it in a much shorter time. Yourself and some many of my friends have beat it in a much shorter time than that. So by the time I get to the end game, I'll probably be like level 200, and it'll be november and i'll be you know <laughs> nice. whatever i'll be like level eight thousand or something but still still making progress still enjoying it just slowly trucking my way through it and i'll get there eventually but i'm in no rush so also there real quick go. to that point um uh what was i gonna say oh i forgot it already to that point nothing uh you said you're a lot what was i gonna say about Elden ring i don't know oh to that point gone never mind oh, man. we've talked oh, about it enough man. All right, we've talked about that enough. We've talked about all these games enough. We've talked about everything enough, and I think now it is time to end the show. Folks, thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. Uh, As always, we'd love to get your questions and comments. Hit us up, sovideogamespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at sovideogames. You can also reach us individually. Carlos, where are we directing your traffic this week? I don't know. You can check me out on TikTok if you want. Did you... 
I know you were shooting for a certain number of followers. Have you gotten there yet? Oh, yeah, I was last episode. No, I, I, I sounded down over because I haven't had the chance to create new videos in a while. Oh, okay. All so, right. So um, I think hopefully tomorrow I finally can start writing and doing some new ones. But yeah, we're about 8,400. We're trying to get to 10,000. We'll get you there. We're getting there. All right. Carl Swedella on TikTok. One follow at a time. We'll get you yeah. there. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, as for me, same as always, my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's, on Twitter, on Instagram. And this is going to do it for episode 279. Thanks again for joining us here on the So Video Games Podcast, and we'll see you next week. But in the meantime, this is Bye From Brad. And Bye From Carlos.